Hello and welcome to the Magnetic Woman podcast with me, your host, Pandora Paloma, a visibility and business mastery coach bringing a unique fusion of strategy meets spirituality to visionary entrepreneurs across the globe. With 20 plus years of communications experience and five years running my own online business, I help women in the online space and creative industries get seen and scale to their next level. This has looked like tripling their income in a year, getting fully booked in six months, sold out programs and executing five figure launches. Personally, I run my own multi six figure business. And in this podcast, I give you a behind the scenes of how I do this, my life and my method. If you're a visionary entrepreneur, mover and shaker, and you're ready to meet more of your magnetism, welcome to my world. Hello, hello. I am so excited to bring this episode of the podcast to you today. Because what I love so much about this conversation with Naomi is that it really encapsulates everything that happens in my masterminds when it comes to visibility. And it's such a beautiful example of what it actually takes for us to step into the next level of leadership and, of course, thought leadership, which at that stage of which Naomi is, she was a client in Expand to Seven. It really was a case of honing in on that message and then utilizing the LinkedIn platform, which she knew already worked for her and was ideal for, you know, her idol clients and really making some noise on there. And the results that she saw from that was exponential. So tune in because I guarantee there is going to be a lot of nuggets of inspiration and stories which I know that you can relate to yourself. So without further ado, introducing Naomi DaCosta, a magnetic client. So welcome, welcome. We have an amazing client and I'd say we're friends now. Naomi, we're friends, we're friends. We had a little chat before this podcast. So Naomi, why don't you, first of all, just introduce your fabulous self and maybe share kind of some of the key turning points that have got you to where you are today. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on. It's a real, well, an honour really. I found you through a friend. I was just at a point where I thought I needed a little bit extra. I'd had my daughter and she was a bit older and my business was kind of flourishing but wasn't quite there yet and I wanted to put more systems and processes in place which you really helped me with but a big thing for me was becoming visible I mean even now it still makes me feel a little bit but we kind of got a lot well we did so much work around that for which I'm kind of eternally grateful but that was one of the main reasons why I got in contact with you and did so much work around that. Amazing. Amazing. Tell people what you do, what your company stands for and your journey, your journey to today. So I do recruitment specifically for the design and creative industry. So working for big agencies, advertising agencies, cultural institutions and design studios. I had done that for quite a long time in London for about 10 years. And then I met the love of my life on holiday in Ibiza and picked up and moved to Spain, but didn't want to work sort of in the traditional agency or recruitment agency sense. Wanted to have my own business become more sustainable, create a sustainable way for my, my child and me and my husband and my family. So set up my own business. 
which was nine years ago and haven't really looked back. It's been an incredible privilege to serve the community that I do. And the business has gone through a couple of incarnations as I've grown and developed as a person. So at the moment, I'm looking after design, but more sort of specifically as technology and art are sort of fusing and becoming closer together. There's a space of design, which I call experimental design, which is kind of where art meets tech meets design, which includes a lot of technology-based design, a lot of 3D, and that's who I tend to work for. So places that you might see that kind of design occupy is campaigns for Nike, where they're showing a shoe which has a new sustainable twisty sort of property, and that tends to be animated in a I don't know, software like Cinema 4D. So designers and companies come to me to find artists to put those campaigns and projects together for larger brands. It's a bit of a mouthful there. (laughs) It's so exciting. And what I loved, what I always, always loved about you, because we worked together before Expand 7 in kind of the sort of visibility spaces. There was always such a depth to the way in which you felt about the recruitment industry. And, you know, I'm going to ask you, like, what is your uniqueness? Because there was just always this sort of really deep passion and like there was a deeper purpose to what it is that you were doing. So share a little bit about that. Sometimes I'm still trying to figure that out. I mean, you can see that I love a chat and I think this industry particularly lends itself to that. And I'm genuinely interested in what is happening in the space. And as I, like I said, as art and technology are becoming closer together, it's really fascinating for me to see the design that comes out of that. And I love having a platform where I can expose younger talent. I can increase the amount of female talent within that space because it's really, really lacking. And that's one of the things that has been really important to me to elevate and spotlight women who are creating and leading in this space. That's a massive thing. But also nurturing and being able to give back to younger talent is something which is really, really important to me. So I think all of those things, I don't know if they necessarily make me unique, but they're definitely things which really drive me and make me excited. And I think that clients and candidates, well, I know that they can feel that because that's one of the things I'm I'm regularly told when I speak to people. They're just like, oh, I get a real sense of buzz because I genuinely, I'm excited by the people that I work with and the industry that I work in. Yeah, and the work that gets to be created when amazing, like experts in their field join forces with others, right? And it's like, yeah. Well, I guess ultimately what I do is match creative minds with other creative minds and it feels like a real privilege to be able to I mean a lot of the time it doesn't feel like work because you know I'm having conversations like this with people about what they do and where that might fit in the sort of design ecosystem which is something which I can do all day and I I guess one of the things which I really did learn from you is that before you know we had this thing about sort of being a thought leader and I have really mixed feelings about what's being a thought leader means and I don't know if I like the terminology but I guess it just means being an expert in your field which I feel I've reached a position where I I am an expert in my field I've been doing it for 18 years and I can feel like I can occupy that space quite comfortably now whereas before I don't know if I really could own that yeah yeah so it's nice getting to a place where you're just like I don't know if I want to be called that, but yeah, I, I am that. I, I can do it. I can talk knowledgeably about it. I can own it. I have different opinions. I can, you know, I can hold my own in that space. And that's a, a really nice thing to be able to, to do. Yeah. 
it's being an authority, isn't it? Knowing that you've, yes. you've been there, done that, you've, you know, you know your stuff. So let's talk about that because that wasn't something that was supernatural to you in the beginning. So tell us about kind of what the main challenges were and how you overcame them. It's a work in progress. I don't know if you, I don't know. I, I think it becomes easier the more you do it. First of all, I mean, I, my main platform for being visible is LinkedIn. And I, I guess that's one way of being visible, but also doing newsletters and other things. And before I just used to hate the idea of being out there, putting myself out there. I'd had a couple of bad experiences where I'd posted opinions and I'd got, I mean, I wouldn't say it was a troll, but people could be really difficult about stuff like that. And I guess one of the things is, you know, you're never going to be the person for everybody. Somebody's always going to disagree with you. And I'm more, I'm not a hundred percent okay with that now, but I, I don't want to be all things to all people. So if that invariably means that I'm not, then I'm kind of good with that now. Sorry, what completely forgot the question. <laughs> the question was like, what do you think was some of the challenges? And okay, you don't like fully overcome stuff, but there's definitely things that you've said. It's like, this feels so much easier now or... I wasn't able to do that. Now I can do it. And you're right. I think that even I now, you know, there's an edge to my visibility in quotation marks because there's always more of a, more of ourselves to meet, right? But what were the sort of core sort of challenges that you moved yourself through? I think what it was, was learning to not compare myself to other people only to improve myself. Because I think what I would do I'm not a massively outward visible person. And I thought I had to change and be that. Whereas what I've learned is that just because that's for somebody doesn't necessarily mean that it's for me. And I'm fine with it being that. What I've learned to do is really to lean into what I'm good at. And what I'm good at is showcasing talent and showcasing art and speaking to people who are unrepresented in this community. And so I've really focused on doing that also showing my opinion, but my opinion, which is genuinely, generally harnessed towards, you know, that kind of thing rather than a big sort of reportage on what's happening in the industry. I do do that as well. So what's happened is because I've had quite interesting pieces or posts around specific artists or specific pieces of art, what that has attracted is a more specific and more aligned candidate, but also clients. So it's increased my business because I've got, I mean, I'm literally working with most of the clients that I want to be working with. And that's just happened in the last six months as a result of me posting, not consistently, but very specifically. And so I think one of the things that I did, I, I think it is important. I, I need to post more regularly, but I think I've got a lot of work into the bits that I do post and that tends to go hand in hand with the way that I want to work and what is attracted for my business. Yeah, absolutely. And I think so much of the process for you was actually that ideation phase, which is where we would just thrash out like ideas, wouldn't we? Like, right, what do you want to say? Okay, so how do we get that into like a short, sharp, like, you know, strap line? And then from there, it was like, oh, this has done really well. There was one particular one where you screenshotted like the results of it and it was like ridiculous shares and likes. I was like, oh, yeah. So I mean, that's what I do. I tend to find you know, there are so many interesting studios and sometimes I just go on a sort of an in- Instagram kind of wormhole and I'd found this piece called Swoosh, which was a studio that I know who had developed a sort of a metaphor for what the Nike Swoosh means. You know, so it's just do it. And it was a, a hummingbird and it was a beautiful piece. And I posted it and I think we're currently at around 12,000 likes and 561 shares and about 231 comments. <laughs> 
And out of that, I had 400 connection requests and three new clients. Wow. So, I mean, if that wasn't a testament to what being visible does, and for me, it wasn't a massive putting myself out there, but it was showing your knowledge. And I think that's what the biggest turning point for me is. It's not, I don't need to, to make, I don't need to make it about me. I think I was always making it about me. I need to make it about my knowledge and what, you know, I was just like, oh, I found this. It obviously wasn't me that done the work, but it's a privilege to be able to showcase people that are doing that work and bring those people together. Totally. And there's a couple of things I want to just like reflect as well that we are our businesses, but we're not our businesses. And also this whole idea that we have to be an extrovert in order to be visible. Because I'm like a massive introvert. I'm actually quite a boring, quiet person. <laughs> I'm very sensitive to noise. Like it's it's quite annoying, really. But actually what we're talking about here is that it's not just about me. It's like, I'm an authority. Here's my method. Here's what I know. And if you want to work with me, then I'd love to. But if you don't agree with that, I also don't need to make that mean something about me, right? Yeah, yeah it's totally fine. But also what what is done, one of the things that we, and I never thought about it, when we were doing Expand 7 and we were talking about ways of becoming more visible and we were talking about doing stuff like this, being on podcasts and what being more visible has allowed me to do is the stuff that I like. So for example, the other day I went on and helped to do a workshop for sort of young black creatives who go to a portfolio school. And it was honestly one of the most sort of soul nourishing experiences of my life because the person who had set up this school saw me as an authority. I'd worked with him for 10 years and he was like, come and share what you know about how creatives can work with recruiters in order to get a foot in the community. And it was really funny, actually, because I had put together this massive presentation, which then I got beautifully designed and then typically went to do the Zoom chat and none of the technology worked. And normally I would literally melt into a puddle in my pants and I didn't. And it was fine. And that's one of the other things, I guess, that we learned during Magnetic Visibility and Expand 7 is it trust that it will be okay. And that you've got kind of all you need right here, really. And that was a real aha moment for me because I was just like, breathe into this. You wrote it. So you clearly know what you're talking about. And it was great. And I'm still seeing sort of results from that. And I've been asked to do other workshops with kids of that kind of age and young talents. And that's one of the things that being visible has really allowed me to come into my own and do. I am very briefly chiming in to interrupt this episode of the podcast to share some exciting news with you. Before I do, I wanted to share that the conversation I've been having with Naomi around thought leadership is one that I have with every single one of my clients. And at every single stage of business, your visibility, your message, your thought leadership is so vital in supporting you to scale to that next level. And this is where the exciting news comes in. I am once again opening the doors to my three masterminds for every stage of business. Now, across all three of these masterminds, we dive deep with strategy, your marketing, your visibility, and of course, energetics, because my vibe is strategy meets spirituality. And whilst we are already 50% full, there are spaces to be had. So with that in mind, if you know that you want to scale to your next level in 2023 and into 2024, head to the show notes where I have linked in all of the details or go to pandorapaloma.com forward slash masterminds. 
there's definitely another piece here, which I think we get to speak to, which is that regulation piece, because we were talking earlier about how, you know, it's only when you experience things that prior to this present moment would have really had you melting into your pants. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? You're like, oh, I'm not reacting in the same way. So talk to me about how you, how you learned to regulate yourself and what that looked like. Well, with that, because it was such a new thing, I remember... I remember having a conversation with you when we were doing, I can't remember if there was Expansive 7 or Magnetic 7 and you were talking about how you prep for a client meeting. And it was just that bit about maybe closing your eyes and visualizing how you want it to be. And at the time I was just like, that's never going to work. Never, never going to work. And I remember thinking, and I and I did it and I do it a lot. And I think about how I, it's been intentional, which I know is a big word. You, I mean, it's something you use all the time. And now I really see what that means. So when I'm in that kind of situation, or even when I'm just starting my day and I'm feeling, I try to do it all the time, not when I'm feeling a particular way so that it becomes a habit rather than trying to be remedial. So in that particular case, I really kind of lent into how I envisage the conversation happening and just letting it flow. And it was very much like a conversation and I was able to keep regulated by doing it in that way. But one of the things or some of the things that I do is I make sure that I am always getting out first thing in the morning, always going for a walk, going for the gym, doing a bit of yoga. For me, that is like one of the non-negotiables. My day doesn't really feel like my day has started in the right way unless I've done something to kind of nourish myself, which invariably means going for the gym or taking the walk, the dog for a walk along the beach or something like that. It also means cooking myself a really nice lunch. A big part of my life is food. So just doing the things which make me feel more like me have been a massive help in terms of where I am. You know, I think before I could be very work, 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 work orientated. And then you would be like, well, what else are you apart from work? So it's learning to step back and sort of nourishment and regulation, basically. It's actually the simplest things, isn't it? It's like get to bed, get to bed on time, move your body, eat well. Like, of course, if there's kind of deeper layers of of traumas and fears in there, there's more to process. But for the day to day of being regulated, it actually is kind of the just really simple sort of looking after yourself. I'd love you to share actually because I know that the structure of your day always used to make me ping a little bit because it was just so lovely how you're like, this is the structure of my day, and because you're an early riser, aren't you? I'm an exceptionally, uh, and I, I mean, I see lots of things on LinkedIn where people are like, in order to run a successful business, you've got to wake up at sort of 3am. And I'm not a massive fan of people who say that that is how you are able to run a successful business. For me, I am a ridiculously early riser. So sometimes I do wake up at 4 or 5am and I will start to prep my day because I just find, you know, between four and 7am is like magical o'clock for me because I find like I get double the amount of done during that time, just because my mind seems to work really, really fast. And then at 7am I'll get up, get get up, get dressed. My daughter wakes up, normally make her breakfast and get her dressed and my husband takes her to school. Then I'll go to the gym. I'm in the gym for about an hour. Then I'll come back and have breakfast. And I really kind of ease myself into the day. And I've also got a thing where before I just used to book meetings all over the place. And now I'm much more structured that I have meetings on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays, which means I've got space for content creation. I've got space to think about business development. It's 
what all of the things that you said, you know, how can you make your day look more spacious? How can you feel like you're actually, and also working in short bursts. I know when I first started the business, I was so grateful to be running my own business. I'd get up and have a lovely breakfast and work for two hours and then have a lovely lunch, which was great, but it wasn't really running a business. So my day has got to be a lot more structured now. I'm working in, I don't know, maybe two to four hour blasts then maybe having a longer lunch break and coming back and doing another couple of two hours and then maybe doing another two hours which doesn't necessarily work for everybody but I find that I'm much more effective in that way rather than sort of sitting at my desk for sort of six hours five hours and banging it out I just feel more kind of in my head yeah it's so good it's and that structure creates the spaciousness and I I do preach that I don't preach a lot of things but I do like structure creates yeah you are 100% right yeah and like you say it's like then you've got those full days where it's like oh, I don't need to be on for anyone I don't need to I can just be in my flow which is so priceless and give yourself the rest which you know is going to support that regulation as well that's the key thing for me I mean I can't speak to the regulation enough and what I found is having days and blocks of time where I'm not being visible or being outward with people like you know when you're quite often an introvert sometimes you just need hours and hours of quiet to ruminate and I find that those are you know the best for me and also like I write all of my ideas for content down sometimes none of them see the light of day but I found like notepad in on my iPhone is literally pages and pages or, or scrolls and scrolls and it takes away the anxiety of having to find new things to write about sometimes they're a seed of an idea and sometimes they like I said they never sort of see the light of day but Sometimes you're just constantly ruminating and those days are the days when I'm just like your mind can kind of expand into all of those things. And I just find that that helps a lot. Yeah. And it's having the space to be in the energy of creation or creativity, isn't it? It's yeah. like and you can't when you're constantly on some days, you know, I, I think you said it, sometimes you're not visible because you're actually servicing clients, you know, doing an excellent service. Sometimes you're mentoring people. Sometimes you're being a mum. Sometimes you're just being you but I think it's actually I used to have a massive guilt about not working all the time not being on 24 7 and I think in order for you to be more effective at what you're doing and servicing and doing all of the things which make you an effective business owner you have to have boundaries and segments of life yeah and that's what I've become better at yeah and that only increases your capacity to receive more because you're fully fulfilled across all areas and also because you're so regulated rested and you know right, this is when I'm working, this is when I'm not, these are the days I'm doing this, this is when I'm not. It helps you hold more. Totally. The more that you desire in your business comes from you being regulated and able and willing, I think, to be like, right, these are my trade-offs. This is what I can hold. This is it. And, but it's a process of learning, isn't it? I mean, I think I've, I've run a business for nine, it'll be 10 years in March. And I feel like it's taken me that long to kind of really feel confident about that and like I was like we were saying before this conversation this year has been a really really rocky year for a lot of people and I think as a recruiter we are we are kind of at the the front line I speak to a lot of people who are in a really kind of shitty time and that can be quite a lot to hold for you because it's quite emotional you know I've had people cry and people begging for stuff and you know when you're saying people aren't right for stuff and and it, it can be really quite emotionally hard but Also, you have to have the space to be, if it's hard for me, it must be hard for the people who's actually going through the stuff. And if you don't switch off sometimes, then you can't help people who are in that situation. But also realizing it's not necessarily my job to take it on board. All you can do is give what you can. 
but yeah, it's definitely a balancing act. Definitely. And like we were talking about earlier, that seasons of business, sometimes there is like a quieter period in my business. And I'm so, because I I track everything, I've got the data to go, okay, yeah, this happened this year, this year. And actually, like we were saying earlier, like we sort of got you into the process of tracking the action, the activities, like what you were doing in those months. So you can be like, oh, that month I was actually doing more outreach on LinkedIn, or I was doing more outreach over here. And that's where that high 50k month came from. It's like, oh, okay. Hey, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even by that, I was thinking the other day, I was sort of chatting to my sister and I was just like, God, I'm just wondering if it's worth me doing anything because nobody's getting in contact with me this month. But what I realized, I've had a really good month this month. And that was because three months ago, I literally spent like all the days that I weren't creating something. I was on the phone or I was having conversations with everyone. So what I've learned to realize is what you see now is the result of what you were doing three to six months earlier. Nothing has an immediate effect. But just because you don't see it immediately doesn't mean that it's not happening. So again, it's really trusting the process and thinking. I mean, I'm not, I don't know if I'll ever be as good when you send your your newsletters out and you're like, how I plan the next six months. And I'm just like, oh my God, that's amazing. I don't know if I'll ever get to that point, but I am definitely better at planning and better at being less worried about why isn't something having an immediate effect now? Because, you know, I'm quite impatient. I want to see everything happen now, but that's just not a sustainable way to run your business. 100%. And if for other people listening, like if you like take and absorb one thing, make it be that. It's like everything you're doing this quarter, you will see the results of next quarter. 100%. And I think that's where that narrative in the online space is like, but I'm doing all the things this week and I haven't made yeah. 10 grand. It's like, yeah, okay, <laughs> come back to me in three months. Keep doing that yeah. same thing. Yeah. Let's see yeah, where yeah. we are next quarter. And that's where that sort of don't allow the timeline to contract you because you're building, you're building, you're building all of the time. Building all the time. And also, I remember when we were speaking, you know, when you do do the becoming more visible piece, and it's really before we did Expand 7 on Magnetic, I would just post what I like to post, which is great, but I'm not posting for me. I'm posting for my community. So it's really understanding who you're writing for and what you want to share for them and being an authority on that. And what I found is that without selling, my business has been selling itself. So the people that I want to work with, they are reaching out to me because they've liked what I've been sharing. And I'm just, that was a real aha moment. So whenever, you know, even just this week, I've had three new clients approach me. And sometimes that becomes an instant job, or sometimes it means we're having lots of like kind of consultative conversations where they just want to know about the market. But invariably, it means that we will end up working together. And I've asked pretty much all of them, how did they hear about me? And there was pretty 90% of them is like, oh, I really like that bit that you posted. And most of the time they can tell me what it was that I posted. And I'm just like, yes, you've done a good job here. And that's (laughs) it, isn't it? It's like, it's everything starts with the pre-pre-launch, which is like, I'm creating content based on where I want people, how I want people to come into my world, whether that's, you know, an online course or a one-to-one service or recruitment. It's like, what am I saying that's going to attract, quite literally attract my audience because they're like, that's an interesting opinion or oh, I remembered that. So powerful. It is. And people, you know, we've got a couple of clients which I'm having regular conversations with and he was just like, I wanted to ask you because you really know this space. And I was just like, oh, nice to be recognised by an owner of a significant business as an authority on that area. So I, yeah, it's just been really 
really rewarding that becoming more visible when it was such a sticking point and it I remember saying to you it honestly makes my throat contract and I don't feel like that anymore <laughs> I love it I love it so much you had so many amazing results you know within that period and I know it's just the beginning so share with us what's next for you a couple of things I had wanted to launch a new product a new product So as I said, I work in the art and tech and design space, and it's a product which will be fusing all of those together, which will be, it's going to be a a few things, servicing the community, providing information and a sort of job space. So an online kind of community or platform. So that's going into build mode at the moment. That's the biggest thing for me at the moment. And I'm hoping that that will be in existence by the end of this year, just because I want, you know, I've got a lot of opinions myself, but also I work with very interesting people and there isn't really a platform which I think is doing that in the way that I had envisioned it in such detail. So I'm just planning all of that right now. Amazing. Amazing. So excited for this next chapter, next phase. Final question though. What does being a magnetic woman mean to you? Oh, goodness me. That's, I think it's finding that place where you actually feel like you've really come into your own. It almost feels like coming home and putting your shoes off, taking your bra off, feeling that kind of really living in yourself, living in the moment and feeling proud of that and having the confidence to say, you know, I attract abundance and all of those good things and living that and being fully regulated so that you can keep maintaining that kind of magnetic vibe I love it I love it thank you so much it's been such a delicious conversation where can people find you um, you can find me on LinkedIn. I am Naomi Costa and my business page is called NDC Creative Recruitment awesome awesome I will pop that in the show notes thank you Perfect. so much for joining me today you're such a wonder and yeah next chapters incoming lovely well thank you so much it's been an absolute honor and a privilege i look forward to speaking to you again soon lots of love all right take care see you later